What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast presented by House Enterprise. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, just your neighborly normal guy with a lazy eye here connecting with people who have incredible stories to tell. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Thanksgiving week. I think Thanksgiving might be one of my favorite holidays. I think it goes for me, Christmas, Thanksgiving, 4th of July. I think those are my top three. Let me know what your top three holidays are. Anyways, today we have two incredible guests, all part of one incredible new up-and-coming creative brand, Real Relate. That's right. If you're a fan of the show and you know these two boys, Brandon Pyrus and Jose Tavares are joining today's episode to chat all about their new endeavors over at Real Relate. Jose and I go way back. We lived together, not lived together, we lived across the hall from each other at Providence College a freshman year in McDermott. And then by the grace of God, we were next door neighbors senior year off campus. Brandon Pyrus, also known as Barber, uh, cut my hair sophomore year. So these two guys have co-created Real Relate, which is an incredible new creative platform where a bunch of content creators or just creatives in general can come and freely be themselves to create something amazing. They have an incredible new podcast called The Real Relay Podcast. They have wrapping up season two right now with season three on the way. But I had to bring these guys on. If you know, if you've been following Real Relate, I was one of their first three interviews that they had on their show. But it's time to interview them. These two guys are quite the characters. So without further ado, here is the boys from Real Relate. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. Well, guys, today it's a very special, special interview. We have the boys from Real Relate. Brandon Pyrus and Jose Tavares are the masterminds behind Real Relate, the hottest upcoming platform in Boston, Massachusetts, where creatives can fully express themselves. Big or small, they want to give creatives a voice, and that's what they're here today to talk about, their story how they got there, what's Real Relate all about. And guys, I cannot thank you guys enough for coming on the show. So Jose, Brandon, thank you guys so much. How are you guys? Doing great, man. Thanks for having us on. We're doing awesome. We're doing great. Man. I love it. I appreciate it, man. Jose, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You sound a little quieter than you usually are. I thought you were going to come in here guns blazing. What's going on, man? <laughs> oh, don't, don't you worry, man. Don't worry. I'm going to come in at guns and blazing. You know, it's a Tuesday, 7 o'clock. <laughs> I'm chilling. Just got out of work. Fucking. Yeah. Uh, oh, we allowed to swear on this? I didn't know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, oh, can, you can swear. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? But yeah, doing well, man. Doing well. Everything's good. Chilling. Don't worry. We're going to get into it. But how are you Heck doing, yeah. Aaron? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just got back from a little R&R with the fam in Salt Lake City, um, back in Boston, and it's good to be back. It's like, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have like the same sort of like feeling, but like being able to have my own life here in Boston, I love my family to death. I, I, I'm so thankful for them. I'm so grateful for them. But like at this point in my life, like I feel like I have my own like day to day, like what I'm used to and stuff. And so when that kind of goes differently or that's you know like a different process you know it can kind of get like after a couple of days you're kind of over it right so yeah. but you know the the home cooked meals the just being able to like put your feet up for a little bit was good and it was nice and uh so I'll be back there for Christmas and all that fun stuff so but things are good man things are really good show's doing good your guys' show is doing great I know you guys are wrapping up on season two getting ready for season three how's yeah. that been so far yeah um yeah, we, I mean, we still, we're at the end of it right now. Um, we're, we're at the end of it. We're about to wrap up. I think what now we just had a bonus guest about to come in. So we're going to have a bonus episode onto season two. So Barbara called me, I called Barbara this morning. He's like, shit, man, I thought we were going to be fucking done. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, now nah, we gotta, we gotta fit in one more, one more, one more bonus episode for the fans. But, um, but yeah, man, it's doing well. We're about to finish season two. Then we about to take a nice long fucking break because <laughs> yeah. we need a goddamn break. Uh, we're going to Puerto Rico, actually. Uh, Puerto Rico, where are we going? Uh, we're going to actually, Barbara, go ahead. Right? Why don't you tell them a little bit? Yeah, we're tell going, us where we're going. Specifically, what's the little neighborhood in San Juan that we're going to be in, Jose? Uh, Condando. Oh, um, oh, we're yeah. Going there. And nice. We're going to, like, it's like essentially what I've told the seaport of Puerto Rico. 
the seaport of Puerto Rico, huh? That's what they told me. They said uh, that it's got a, you know, everything's brand new. The hotel's there. Everything's new. It's like a new strip and everything like that. So after we're done with Rover Late, we're going to, you know, celebrate my birthday and like the end of season two of Rover Late and everything like that. And then uh, the holidays and we're going to take a little trip to Puerto Rico for a bit. We're going to get in a table at some club over there called 58. And um, we're going to be. Is that how old you're turning? Is that how old you're turning? (laughs) that's how i feel on the inside (laughs) Uh, i'm turning 25 actually oh quarter life crisis it's coming baby it's coming yeah no i can't uh, i can't be at my parents insurance anymore but and also Uh, also i can uh, i can finally rent a car without needing a young driver's yes there you go that's what that's what you can look forward to when you're 25 because after you turn 21 it's all downhill from there that's what i'm saying i don't know about that but we uh, (laughs) i'm trying to rent a car off that turo app but they keep charging me like an extra 150 200 bucks because i'm under 25 oh my gosh jeez i'm like oh so and barbara you just turned 24 right or you just turned 25 just turned 24 well happy belated birthday that looked like a movie out there how was it it was crazy man like it was a lot of like orchestration like yes and i planned this like a month two months in advance i was you know talking to jose like he's gotten tables before so this is my first table that i was getting so i was trying to plan it out like how do they work there's like minimums on tables that you have to hit right so you know i was like okay we got x amount of people we can probably do like four bottles but then people were like, oh, it's going to be like 200 bucks each. I don't know about that. Can we do like three bottles? So I was like, all right, we'll start with two bottles, a bottle for each table. So we can hit the, hit the minimum. And then on that third bottle, man, they brought out the Grey Goose Magnum. On oh, the yeah. With the wings. Oh, hold, on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, this is what happened, right? We got the first, we got the, we went to La Fabrica in Cambridge to celebrate, right. to celebrate his 24th birthday party. Sure. And we bring out the first bottles, a magnum of, of Grey Goose, which was lit. Or was it Tito's? You start with the Tito's or did you do the uh, Grey Goose? The Grey Goose. And then I felt like we needed to spice it up a bit. So we brought out a bottle of Casamigos tequila. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's what turned the party from like a, a little ember to like fucking <laughs> crazy shit, bro. That shit went crazy on us. And then to top it off, he got another bottle of ma- another magnum bottle of, t- of uh Grey Goose. Oh, Grey Goose is my favorite, but Casamigos, you can't go wrong. So, it, I mean, definitely to get the party started, but mixing those two, that that was definitely your your like your firecracker right there. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Man. that was that was tough, dude. We I didn't realize how fucked up we were until after we left. Like, you don't, like, when you in the club, like, you don't understand, like, how rinsed you actually are. Until, until you walk you out. I walked out, and, like, the fucking 40-degree Boston weather just smacked me in the <laughs> face. And, like, I realized, like, oh, shit, I am, I am so fucked up. And Dude. then and then Barbara, the videos I see on Barbara, I'm like, yo, man, holy shit, this guy couldn't even speak. So <laughs> it, it was a successful night. Good. Yeah. That's how you want it to be. The the guy, the birthday guy, he doesn't need to talk after his birthday. He's good. Yeah. He's Apparently good. I was like carried out by like one of my friends who had like a broken knee. He like carried me out. So like shout out to John and the videos that I seen the next day, I was like, what language am I speaking? Like <laughs> apparently like I was just babbling to the Uber driver, some dumb, it wasn't even Spanish or English. I don't know what the fuck it was, but got back oh, here. Man passed out and woke up like where the fuck am i the next right 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 well then i would call it a success so well done well done everybody so let's let's dive into this and i guess we could start by saying like how we know each other i know we touched on it on your guys's show when i was on but jose brandon i you know we both went to providence college i came a lot farther away to go to providence but Jose lived with you on the first floor of McDermott and that's kind of how I got to know you very quickly was by you very graciously letting us all know that you were going to be playing loud music all throughout the first floor of McDermott and what I loved about that was like everyone was kind of okay with it right away because you were so nice about it you were so like hey this is just who I am this is what I want to do and we were all like yeah no problem man and like you played great music so props to you but uh, Barbara as they call you we really didn't get to connect until sophomore year. And that was when we were living on the same floor of St. Joe's and I am a stickler for my hair as I'm wearing a hat today, but 
you are one of the best barbers that I've had on the East Coast. So that's kind of how we started to connect. But can you guys talk a little bit about like how you guys got to that point, got to Providence College? And then we can obviously talk a little bit about what you've done since then. But I wanted to talk a little bit about how you guys grew up here in Massachusetts. Go ahead. Do you want to go first? No, I'll just say you go, you go ahead and rip it. All right. So uh, originally, I'm actually not from Mass. Uh, I was born in Waterbury, Connecticut. Um, for those of you have, have, that have heard of Waterbury, you guys know what Waterbury is. But then I moved to Hartford, which was a little bit better as it's the capital. And then um, went to school out there. Uh, and then I was deciding like where I wanted to go to college after, um, you know, high school. So I applied to a ton of like Northeast schools. I think I went for like 10 for 12 out of all my schools. And then Roger Williams gave me like a full, full ride, but like Providence college, something about it just like kind of like attracted me. Um, and I had some like connections there too, through like my mentors and stuff like that. So it just made more sense, even though I didn't get a full ride from PC. So I ended up going to PC and, um, you know, honestly, great four years. And like you said, like I started out, um, like cutting hair and stuff like that. I come from like a family of barbers and, you know, all that good stuff. So open door policy, uh, Guzman, second floor, freshman year, just, you know, cutting my own hair. People come by, Oh, you cut hair. Yeah, cool. $5 first time, $10 each time after that. And then slowly, but surely like working my way up 10, 15, and then senior year, it was like 20. And, um, great way to make money, great way to make friends, connections, all that good stuff. And, um, got a job as a BDR, which you're, you're, I know you're very familiar with Jared, um, entry level sales job here in Boston. Uh, at Toast, they actually just went public like a month ago. So shout yeah. out to Toast, and um, was doing that for a little bit. So that was my introduction to Boston. August 2019 um, is when I, you know, started work here, and I've been in this apartment that I'm that I'm in right now since. And honestly, Boston has been fucking awesome. Like I feel like my trajectory has just been like you know exponential since leaving Connecticut. And not to say that, like, Connecticut is, like, the worst thing ever, but, like, it's kind of like a life hack to, like, leave where, you know, you were, you know, where you're from, you know? That's super important. I, like, I was actually just talking to a friend, and I think, like, going somewhere different, if you hate it, it it's max, like, let's just say a year. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, if in di- different circumstances, there could be different scenarios there. But, like, if you really, really hate it, you don't have to stay. But I think being able to say that you've tried something different or gone, gone out of your way to, to like break that comfort zone of where you grew up is super important. And like Jose, like even for you, like I know growing up in Lawrence and going down to Boston, that's not necessarily like, Oh, big, a big, big move, but like, it's definitely different. And I think like to that point, like us going from Providence to Boston is kind of that trajectory to your point, you know, like just being able to see that bigger and better thing beyond, you know, those four years, those great four years at college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's, it's honestly crazy, bro. Like, and it, what's nuts about PC too is like a lot of people like are in the, that, that New England corridor, you know what I mean? Yeah. New York, Boston, New Hampshire, whatever it may be. And you'll run into people here in, in the city that like went to PC or like are a year above or a year below, whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. they, oh shit, it's probably, oh shit, me too. Like, yeah, and it's crazy. So like, I fucking love it, bro. Like, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Jose, go ahead. Your turn. <laughs> I was going to say, I love Barber. But Connecticut, man, it's fucking tough, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Connecticut, I don't know. Connecticut fucking sucks, dude. Like, if we're going to be real, like, to me, you unlock your full potential when you fucking leave Connecticut. That's a fact. Connecticut is, like, in the middle of either you're in New York or in Massachusetts. You fucking pick one, essentially. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Barber was very smart and realized that and said, I'm going to fucking do something. My trajectory's going to go, Phew! You know, I don't know what this is with like fucking Connecticut being like a black dark hole or some shit like that. But everyone I know lives in Connecticut fucking stays in Connecticut and they just go ghosts. I never hear from them at all, bro. Like ever. They either move to New York or they move to Boston. They go all the way up or they just fucking live in the land of like fucking. You ever see that those like cowboy movies when you have like the little tumbleweed that like goes over like the, yeah, that's, the that's Western like, movies? Yeah. That's why like I see fucking Connecticut. But. <laughs> I love it though. They got they got Pepe's, great pizza. They got some good bagels over there, and my boy Alex lives over there, so it's pretty lit. Modern's very good pizza, and uh, Colony I think is the other one, right? And right, you, Brandon. And, 
Uh, I don't have no idea, bro. Oh, well, 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 all right. Oh, you're just like know. you're just disowning Connecticut at this point. I don't, I don't even know, honestly. Like the only fire piece I know is like Frank Pepe's, which is New Haven, which probably came from New York. But even then, like there's just like one pizza joint in like my home hometown, Waterbury, called um, uh, Dominic and Pia's, which is like obviously they just sound like super like Italian. So like the pizza is fucking gas and that <laughs> has been here been there for years and it's literally like a hole in the wall like one door brick building and like super tight but like the people there that are work there that are super old and they just make pizza that's what they love do. it love it love it jose tell us a little bit about where you grew up because i know it wasn't connecticut <laughs> uh, no. i grew up in the gutter no i'm just kidding i grew up in a place i grew up in a place called lawrence massachusetts it's about 30 minutes north of boston uh it's like a little city and you know the you know mainly Puerto Ricans, Dominican kind of area. Um, grew up on uh, over on Prospect Hill. Um, I actually went to a school called the the Partham School over there. It's literally like five minute walk from my crib. And uh, now my grand that's where my grandma lives over and over there. It's a good time. But yeah, that's where I lived growing up my almost my entire life. I moved a couple other places. Like I lived like in a project once, and then I lived I lived I forget where I lived another time as well. But mainly that's where I lived my whole life. Mm-hmm. um and then i after high school i went from eighth grade to high school i went from the parking school i went to saint john's prep in danvers mass that's like north shore massachusetts and an all boys catholic school um that was pretty fun um it was the dances were weird it was a very like there was no drama there was no the four years i was there no drama i think there was one fight throughout the all four years mm-hmm. and a lot of people made fun of me because they were like why are you going to all boys school? That's so lame. Oh, right. blah, there's no girls. I'm like, well, I cared about my education and right. I wanted to focus on my education and I want to make sure I was done right because, you know, one bad turn and you could end up in a very different situation, at least especially for me from where I was raised. There was no fallback. You know what I mean? It was mm. done, you know? So I was like, okay, cool. So I focused on my education. I really cared about my education, like the whole brotherhood like, like situation. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm cool with like all the fellas now and stuff like that, because that's how I was raised in high school and shit. Right. Um, even in middle school, there were girls there and it was always a fucking issue. There was, I seen girls like fight each other, like pull hair all at eight in the morning, smacking each the other, morning. like crazy, crazy. That, that TikTok, I don't think about that TikTok. It's like, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that TikTok. It's like it's seven in the morning. Like, have you seen that one? <laughs> like, the yeah. teachers are like, it's seven in the morning, dude. dude. Ass, bro. I used to be seven o'clock in the morning waiting in line to get into like after I got my free breakfast because I was broke as shit. Um, I would fucking sit in line waiting, and these girls like fucking Lakeisha and Taina fucking mm, 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 smacking each other, bro. I'm like, yo, it's seven thirty in the morning. How mad are you at this other person? Right. And like, what can you possibly be mad about? Like, what's like, going you can't on in your life? That... Until like, at least first period or some shit like that. First right. block, like, damn. Like, lunch. Get, yeah. Yeah. Like, get over it at lunch like, or something. Let me, let me get my fucking tater tots in before y'all start beefing. At least let me get a snack or something. Oh, my gosh. So, oh. so that's, so then I went, to, I saw all that. You know, I had that experience. So I went, I was like, you know what? I think it'd be better if I just go into an all boys school. And so I did that for a bit and I started making friends with like, the people like from all different areas because St. John's was so, you know, it was a private school. So it was connected to so many different areas. It used to be a boarding school back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's like a high school and a middle school and it's fucking massive now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, same thing. I got like financial aid there. I got like a full ride to go over there and shit like that it was a good time. Um, and it was a great experience. I got to meet so many different people from so many different areas and parts of Massachusetts and like the Northeast and shit like that. Um and then what else happened right after that? I started, that's when I started meeting a lot of like, I started becoming friends with like the people in the town next to me, like in North Andover and stuff like that too. So I started having like this little friend group in North Andover as well too. That was really great. Um, shout out to Connor Henningsen, Dave and all those guys. C-Pow. Uh, C- yeah. Yes. I don't, well, actually, I don't want to, don't want to get into that because he's, <laughs> that guy's a whole episode. But yeah. after, after St. John's, a bunch of like, you know, that's all. Oh, and that's where like me and Adrian really started getting tight as well, too, because I went to middle school with Adrian and I went to high school with him and I went to college with him and we worked together within high school. And then after college, we worked together as well at, at, at Tech Target. And we ended up applying to Providence uh, in high school. We all like, I probably do like a bunch of schools as well, too, just like Barbara. And I got into most of them. 
Um, and I almost went to Notre Dame in Indiana, South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, but of I course. Chose, I chose, uh, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, <laughs> uh, it was lit though over there. I did like a pre-college program over there. They paid for me like to go out, fly me out there. And like, I did like a, like a computer researching track and like did Python and shit like that over there. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up applying to Providence and like CPAL told me he got like, it was crazy because I got in and I was going to go. And then Adrian said, oh shit, I'm going too. And then CPAL was like, oh shit, I'm going too. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. So, uh, so we all went to Providence together and that's kind of how that started. And like, to Jared's point, like I'm a loud Dominican Puerto Rican dude. Like I'm going to no. block the fuck out of quiet. music. Very that's, quiet. <laughs> that's, Calm, that's how it is. Cool, that's why when collected. I got, when we, started, when we started this poll, when we started this episode, like Jared's like, yo, why are you being so quiet? You yeah, know? I was like, who hurt you? What's going on, dude? <laughs> so recovering from the weekend from like, <laughs> so it's oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, so that, so yeah, I moved into Providence and that again, like opened it up even more. And I met a lot of people, like great people like Jared as well too. First floor McDermott. Then I lived in Aquinas my sophomore year. Junior year, I lived Davis 603. And then fucking Treasure Island senior year. So that yeah, was- We great. somehow became next door neighbors again. Then we, senior yeah, year. neighbors again and, and fucking senior year. And it was, you know, Jared and I have had our ups and downs. But no, <laughs> like, never but downs. Like, it's never always, downs. It's never, it's never me though. It's always the people around me that are silly sometimes. But for the most part, great times, good vibes with everybody's like that. You know what I mean? And um it's always it's always been great. So that's kind of like my little come up in that regard. Like mm-hmm. a quick spark notes. That's an interesting point that you brought up. Like just having that core friend group that ended up going to college together, just not like by choice, but just by like possibility, or I guess like just by chance, I guess for lack of a better word. And the thing that I was kind of impressed by for both of you guys is coming from these you know New England towns where Providence does become a popular location for these kids to go. And then, but you still kind of expanding your friend groups. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people can look out, you know, have the outside looking in view of Providence as like, oh, it's a very New England school. And I think by the time we had left, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it definitely grew beyond much more of a New England school. But like for me, I had one person that went to Providence with me. And like that was sheer chance because we both just decided to swim there. And that was like, that was my only friend, but like being able to just expand that friend group, I think Providence really helped us all do that. It was just kind of like getting us involved with everything and all that. But what about for you guys, was it easier or harder being so close to Providence growing up to make those new friends beyond the friend groups that you had going in? I I was going to say, Barbara, before you go in, I was going to say like for you, I mean, it's just clear fact, like Jared's from California, but our Barbara's from Connecticut, like clearly. What I like about, and I'll just wrap up real quick, what I like about Providence is like, it just seemed like it was on the come up to be something great. And Mm. that's why I really fucked with it too. You know what I mean? I could have went to Notre Dame and like went to a great school off the rip, but like I felt like something about Providence was like, nah, this school is like low key on the come up. It's mad fun, great education, had a good balance of everything like that. So obviously for me, like I also wanted to go somewhere that like, wasn't too too far away but also like far away enough that i could get away from like my family if i needed to you know what i mean i hear you because it's a bad thing but like right but yeah but what do you think about, about you Mark? yeah so the high school i went to also a catholic school like you jose but it, it was like boys and girls but a lot of the kids that went to my high school in northwest catholic um ended up going to providence as well so like the grade above me like when i was a junior in high school, the seniors, a lot of the seniors went to PC. So like a lot of kids from my high school would apply to PC and, you know, most, I think most of them probably got in and like, and would end up going. Um, but then in, in my grade in particular, there was like a bunch of them, like Catherine Doyle, which who, you know, who's Jose um, and, a, you know, a bunch of other people uh, from our, you know, graduating class went to my, my high school as well. So like, it was kind of a, a, fam- a familiar thing of like, you know, seeing familiar faces and stuff like that. But was I friends with them necessarily? Not really. So I used to take like two city buses in the morning and two city buses in the afternoon to get to and from school. So like I'm waking up by 5 a.m., getting to school by 7, homeroom by like 7.45. And like I'm leaving school by like 3, getting home by like 5. So like it was a grind. So I, I didn't really have time to like sit and chit chat after school or before school and make any friends like that. So like the people that were my friends were people that like came from Hartford as well and like would take the bus in with me and take the bus 
back because like obviously this Catholic school was mostly white people in the rich richer side of like uh, town West Hartford. So like they would try to recruit kids from Hartford to come to the school. So that was kind of like my friend group, like mm-hmm. the call ourselves like the struggle squad because like literally like taking two buses every day like before and after school like sucked um yeah so like those were my friends and like right. i didn't really get a chance to like get out of my shell in high school so that's what i did when i took advantage of uh you know going to providence and like knowing a few people from my high school um but just you know just being more open and getting out of my shell and stuff like that heck yeah and like i going back to like being able to cut hair too you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Like I think of uh, Vince Blends, I think is, is the guy on TikTok. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like seeing him and that the conversations that he gets to have with these random strangers is kind of like where you were at your freshman year. Like all these kids in Guzman, you know, have no idea who you are. They just see that you were able to cut hair and they're like, hey, like, I mean, I feel like that's every guy's first struggle in college is finding that barber and like finding that first haircut that's not from your hometown. So like you having that ability to be like, yeah, I'll cut your hair. And like a guy's haircuts, you know, I don't want to speak for everybody, but it can be pretty easy. Right. They all get the same one relatively. Right. But, you know, just having that conversation more so for those 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and like really getting to know somebody when they're sitting there getting their haircut. Yeah, no, it it was honestly like one of the biggest blessings that um, I appreciate like my family so much for is that, you know, my, my dad sent me to Florida for like two summers to learn from my uncle. And then, you know, I learned a little bit from my dad and got my equipment from my dad. And when I went to school, like I used his stuff. So being able to, you know, use those tools as a tool to, you know, make friends and stuff like that. It was, it was awesome. Cause like you sit in my chair for 30 minutes, this is like a discovery call. Like I'm a sales rep and you're the prospect, you know what I'm saying? If, you know, I'm giving you this discovery call dem- demonstration right now, right. like oh you got to come God. back in like two weeks and, you know, buy the full product and, you know, pay the 10 bucks, you know, the, the $5 was just the first time. So um, it was really cool. Like I remember, you know, cutting Phil and um, Jackson Ganey and like, you know, all those, all, you know, all those people in guys and like, you know, getting to know them and I'm seeing fr- friend groups form was really like interesting and cool and stuff like that. And you know, I ended up fr- forming my own friend group with like Liam and like um, all those guys in Joe's uh, sophomore year. So yeah, it was uh, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jose is sitting there laughing at us. These two sales guys, sales backgrounds and man, you're like, Oh, there's a discovery call and all uh, that stuff. I, it's Cause I worked in the sales op. So I understand. So right. uh, well, like, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. We're going to take a quick pause from this week's interview to hear from our friends over at Beam Supplement. Beam is our brand new sponsor here at Normal Guy Lazy Eye. Beam stands for Be Amazing. And let me just say, these supplements are literally amazing. I know it sounds cheesy, but guys, since I've done this whole, I don't know, fitness journey, if you want to call it that, whether it's the running, whether it's the Peloton, whether it's strength training, Beam has carried me through some of these workouts and I wasn't always the type of person that would take pre-workout. So then I started using Beam's pre-workout as I thought it was the most safe option and cleanest option that I could find out there. And when those days come and you're at, it's after work, but you know, you really need a workout in Beam's pre-workout. My favorite is the pink lemonade. They also have rainbow candy that tastes exactly like the lollipops that you know you're thinking about when I say rainbow candy. But guys, the pre-workout doesn't give you those real crazy jitters, doesn't get that heart rate racing so, so much. It just gives you that extra jolt that you need to get started with that workout to get that extra rep in. Another great thing that I love are their whey protein uh, shakes or powders. This is a silly story, but sometimes I'm dumb and take (laughs) take my daily vitamins before I eat. And that's like a big no-no apparently, or maybe it's just a me problem. I don't know. But anyways, if you take your pre, if you take your uh, daily vitamins, don't take it before you eat. Sometimes I'll do use that to kind of ease the stomach issues that I have with the daily vitamins. And it's like a little meal. So go check them out at Beam. Uh, they have amazing supplements, whether it's daily vitamins you're looking for, protein supplements, uh, veggie supplements, you name it. They've got it. Plant-based, everything you can think of. And for our listeners, they're giving us 10% off your first purchase if you use code Jared. That's right, J-E-R-O-D at checkout. You can get 10% off over at Beam. Go check them out, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Now back to this interview. 
but so i mean after college you guys you you, you know you talked a little bit about you, t- you took the traditional track and that getting a job right out of college was obviously the top priority you know just being able to move to a big city like boston you do have to be able to provide for yourself and so you got to get that you got to get that bread right so but in kind of the inception of real relate the birth of real relate and kind of the, with the pandemic very similar to this show wanting to create that side hustle. So I want to obviously talk a little bit about, or we'll probably spend the rest of the time today talking about Real Relate, but how did it really come about? How did this whole thing get started? Yeah, man. Um, like I said, like, it was one of those things where like, I'm very like energetic, obviously. And like, I love to speak to people and have, I'm really great at like creating personal connections and stuff like that. And Really, it was because of COVID that I created Real Relate. I felt right. like when I was back in college, I think I said the story before, like I would always like be napping and sleeping like my freshman, sophomore year. I didn't really do anything until like Austin Kulig, like Ryan O'Keefe and like Sabrina were like, yo, you need to get up and do something. You know what I mean? Like, like I see you have talent and you're just wasting it. And so mm-hmm. I, it was a kick in the ass, but it was honestly like a great wow, opening experience, like eye-opening experience because because of them, I joined Friars Club and like I, I realized my potential to like use my talent, my natural talent to like speak to people and to and to be like essentially like, you know, that guy, you know, mm-hmm. even not that guy, pal. But and then and then I went into, you know, COVID with everything and I'm being at home and I'm like, damn, like I'm over here FaceTiming like a hundred, a hundred, a hundred baddies, like like a hundred dudes. Like I'm over here just fucking punching in numbers just because it's like, I can't do, I'm in the third floor of my apartment of my, of my, my mom, of my grandma's family house. Um, you know, we're all inside, which I don't mind. I'm a gamer. So like I stay inside, I'm a tech dude. I don't, I don't really care about that. Right. But I wanted to connect with people. I felt right. like I was doing the same thing every day, working from home. And I wanted to connect with people and make connections and meet new people. And so I was like, yo, like everyone told me you should start something. You should start something, either a company or like a fucking be a comedian or something. And so I was like, well, why don't we just start real basic and create like a brand? Because if you create a brand, you can do anything around it. You could be, you could right. brand out be a TikToker, branch out would be a YouTuber, a fucking media platform, a comedian. You can do whatever. You know what I mean? Once you have that fan, once you have that fan base, once you have that brand. So I, can, I created something and I put a bunch of people of my closest friends in a chat and Barbara was one of them to start like the inception of Real Relate, which started like, I think around September 24th, 2020. Mm -hmm. So about a year year in. And ever since then, like we started putting out content pieces, we started putting out interviews and we started like creating this platform essentially that was like a no judgment free zone. Like you say, whatever you want, do whatever you want. And we only talked about things that we wanted to talk about. We all had similar interests, like music, tech, the culture. We were tapped in, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the inception of Real Relay. We we dropped a few, you know, episode zero that never came out. Uh, we reviewed the Xbox Series X. We unboxed it, a quick review of it real quick. And then uh, we dropped, like, our first episode in December talking about games. And then we started, Paul Kelly was actually the guy who, like, got me to be, like, you should you should bring guests on and talk to them and get their story going on and then i saw you doing your thing as well too so a lot of inspiration in different like areas where i pulled shit out of you know what i mean and it's yeah. still growing a year in and a year in and it's still growing it's gonna always grow we have like a, a five-year plan with real relate we have like a 10-year plan with real relate and then like we'll slowly work into like a 15-year plan but like essentially we have like a big like plan that we want to do with it you know we eventually want to like make a product essentially mm-hmm. either an app design an app or create like a physical product and like actually like sell it and like make real relate into like like a real physical like brand essentially yeah and that's the thing that like i remember you telling me kind of that story of really wanting to build something a tangible object or an app which is nowadays tangible right but like that's that's been I don't want to call it a struggle with this show, but like, I, I didn't really put that into perspective. I was like, I have the brand normal guy. Lazy eyes, the brand, the podcast is the normal guy, lazy eye podcast, like being able to, to really build on that. And what I love about you, your process in like all of this is you guys went all in. I mean, you guys are talking about everything under the sun movie reviews. You know, we were at, we were at golden deer productions, Apple cinema, you know, uh, gaming, tech, 
Boston culture, New York culture, Drake versus Kanye, Donda versus CLB, right? Like that, all that stuff. And I just applaud all of you guys at Real Relate, having that ability to expand those horizons and, and talk about all those things and doesn't have to be pigeonholed into one topic all the time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's that, that's what's like really great about it, honestly. And like Barbara can, Barbara can say it too, because Barbara's like more like, you talk about a little bit too, Barbara, Barbara's more like he says, describe himself as introvert. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, he's more, he's more back end, but he also has a knack for like being front end as well too. That's why he's a moderator and a producer in a sense. Um, but he does, he handles like the merch and the operation side of it as, as well too, reaching out and shit like that. Um, but yeah, like that's really, we just, like Barbara said, we just put out the content that we want to put out. Like we're not, you can't, we're not like TikTokers. We're not like just YouTubers. We're not just content creators. Like we just, we do everything. And really honestly, and like we do whatever we want and we say whatever we want and we have whatever guests we want on. There's no paid ads. There's no forced nothing. Like that's what's great about starting. And you probably know this too. Like that's what's great about starting off in the beginning like this. You know what I mean? You can do in whatever you want, you know, because eventually it's going to pop off. Yeah. Consistency, consistency, and being around and, and, and showing that you're providing up-to-date new content for people that are based around things that they use and see every single day, whether you're seeing the Travis Scott Astro World Fest, you know, tragedy, or mm-hmm. you're playing the new Halo Infinite that just dropped. I mean, we're tapped in and mm-hmm. like, we're, and it's also because we're young, but eventually like you see things like No Jumper, the Joe Budden podcast, Joe Rogan. I mean, those, those, those are all going to die out eventually. You know what I mean? Hot like, take hot take they're gonna go, go on go on no go on i mean they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna die out they're gonna Dang. like adam 22 is like mad old that's gonna he's gonna want to stop at one point yeah. you know as a creative how hard it is to to stay creative and to keep cool. a creative bubble going and you have content creators block and all that type of shit like you know how hard it is to stay creative all the time like that yeah. like that's crazy so like stuff like that like that like and that's why Adam 22 is smart because with no jumper, it's not just a podcast. It's also like a skate shop and like a shop and everything like that too. It's more than that. That's why when I went into creating real relate, I thought about it more like real relate is a brand that puts on a podcast that puts on that has Twitch streamers under it. Right. It has like an Instagram and like a, a, a TikTok and Twitter coming up soon and like a website and shit. So like for us, that's why it's more than just a podcast because you can do other shit, sell merch and do other stuff like that. But like, yeah, like Joe, there are people who are not going to think Joe Rogan is funny. There's people that think Joe Rogan's a piece of shit. You know, there's people that think fucking Joe Budden's a piece of shit. There's people that think the Car Daddy podcast is a fucking load of horse shit. Like, I mean, like so it all depends on what you want to like, but all that shit is going to go. I mean, look at the whole Car Daddy fiasco with those two girls. Like clearly they are all fucking money. You know what I mean? And if you follow them and you listen to them, you know the real story. You know that it's about money. They don't mm-hmm. give a they don't give a fuck about any of their fucking fans, to be honest. Maybe now mm-hmm. Alexander Cooper cares. Now she went to BU actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I believe that she started it off with like good intentions, like we did as well too. But according to Mister uh, to Stool President, what's it, Dave Portnoy? Yeah. It was a fucking fiasco between her and Sophia. And there was like this whole fucking thing between they were getting paid like yo five hundred thousand yo they were getting paid bank to do this shit and they over here complaining about fucking money bro me and you do this shit for free bro <laughs> you know what I mean suck hey, yeah. my dick bro <laughs> you know what I mean and you're a girl out here getting all this fucking bread and getting this bag thirty you know? mil dude thirty mil crazy like, dead ass bro and then you know why that whole shit happened they wanted more fucking money. And the same thing with Joe Budden. They wanted more fucking money. They wanted royalties. And all this. It's That's what I'm saying. It's like when they do some of this shit, like these big podcasts that you see, their intent isn't real. That's why we create a real relate. Because- I do want to challenge you on that a little bit. I'm just going to challenge you a little bit on that. Go, go, go I think I, I, I do. I hear you and I, I agree with you. I think it did get a little money hungry for the Caller Daddy podcast, for example. Or you know, like you look at Joe Rogan's contract with Spotify and like being exclusively on Spotify. It's all about the money, right? And, and now Caller Daddy is exclusive on Spotify. But I think it, it does go, especially as a creator, I think it does go towards betting on yourself. And I think like, and maybe i'm saying this because one day it'd be great to have her on the show maybe one day won't it'll never happen but like she bet on herself right joe rogan bet on himself alex cooper she bet on herself right so like it was about the money 
but they were kind of like, I know my worth and my worth is more than 500 K, you know, sitting here. I'd love 500 K I'll sign up for that any day of the week. I'll sign up for a hundred K for this podcast. It's just like, if it's growing to become a lot bigger, if your brand's a lot bigger than what people are telling you and you want to bet on yourself, you do kind of have to like go with the high stakes and say, I got to walk because right now 500 K isn't, isn't where I want to be. You know what I mean? This, like, I'm not trying to like no, no, debate no. with you here, but. No, 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 for sure. And I agree. No, listen, at the end of the day, this is from a business standpoint. Right. You know what I mean? Those girls, you agree. Like I give Alex a lot of credit. Like she, she did better on herself. She puts herself out there. She posts a lot of shit, like pictures for her, like back in the day and shit like that. I know people that know her, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And like, and like, you're right. She did put herself out there and kudos to her. She's very like consecrated. Like as a person, I'm not discrediting her and her hustle. Right. And her right. 100%. I'm just saying like for someone that was a fan, that was a viewer that caught me under the nose real quick. And that was some kind of schemey shit low key. Mm-hmm. However, I do give her credit though for wanting to like fix it after and yeah. like try to like say, listen, like this Sophia girl's going off the fucking wall. She's <laughs> going fucking money hungry, crazy. Like I'm, I fucked up. I made a mistake. Let's try and fix this. Like I respect right. that. And I really respect Dave Portnoy for like being honest with and truthful with everybody. And at the end of the day, like, Sophia came out and told her story. So they're all good in the hood and shit like that. I'm just saying right. from like to the fans right. in the moment, how we felt, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's yeah. how it was. No, I, they, I, go ahead. I was going to say that again, Dave Porter gets a lot of shit too. And like, trust me, he's, I know like some issues with him and like people at PC and shit like that. Like he's got a lot of shit going on with him as well too, but I still respect his honesty sometimes. And uh Kind of a schemey dude as well too, but I mean like Kanye West, every all all those content creators and YouTubers and fucking TikTok, all this shit, they're all we're all crazy. Like that's <laughs> like we're all we gotta fucking, be. We're we all gotta be. Gotta, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Bar- Barbara's you know crazy. I mean? Barbara's crazy. Like we're yeah. all crazy. You gotta be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like if 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 I blew up one day and someone didn't challenge me or someone didn't talk shit about me, like I I'd be like, fuck, I didn't do this right. So right. like, someone's got to challenge it you know what i mean that's how you know you know what i mean 100 percent. and and barbara i want to ask you kind of going off jose's point about you you know you kind of do coin yourself as more of the introvert of the podcast and maybe that's kind of because jose's too extra <laughs> but i'm joking <laughs> but like how has that been for you that transition to being more of the maybe a little bit better on the one-on-one like the barbershop type of conversation to now you're like you're putting yourself out there you're you're doing these interviews with some big time guests you're putting yourself out on faith on on instagram on youtube on spotify on apple Podcasts. like what is that like for you all that yeah i mean it's it's i feel like it's just like a switch that i can like turn on when i want to like there are some days where you know just like you jerry where you say like it's hard to like keep that energy up and like jose will know like he'll like carry the podcast essentially for like that day but like i can like you know turn it on if i have to um but it it is fun because like you know at at, at my core i would consider myself an introvert but like Mm -hmm. i can like turn on that extroverted like knob like it's like a dial, I guess. Like how much energy do I have today? You know what I mean? Um, and it just, it just depends on like the moment, like the, the, the guests, like if they're like open and like, you know, really like in it too. Like, so yeah. it just depends on the guests, but it, it's been, it's been a, an interesting, like, you know, road, I would say, because initially on zoom, like that was a whole different vibe. And like, you know, sometimes on zoom, like when you want to chime in, you just got to wait for a person to stop talking. So like, you don't cut them off and shit like that. So it's a lot more like natural and like flowing in person i think when once we switched to like in person it was like a game changer because like you're like sitting next to a person and like you guys are like you know looking at each other sitting on a couch together or something or like sitting across from each other so um the vibes were definitely like a lot more like uplifted and, and stuff like that once we were in person and stuff like that but you know like i said there are days where you know it's tough to just like keep that that energy up because like you know that's what Jose's for, you know, it's like yin and the yang, the extrovert and the introvert, you know, everybody has that friend that like, so there's, there's a ton of duos out there, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Adrian and Jose, myself and Liam, um, you know, you could just like name pairs for days, you know what I mean? Totally. 
totally. And I, I just, I, it, what baffles me about the show is like kind of it, 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 the marriage of you two as the host is perfect. It's you, you know, you have Barbara's a little bit on the calmer side with the question asking Jose riles up the guests a little bit and you guys start talking about all that type of stuff. And it's like a perfect kind of almost like a, a chorus of like a you know perfect wave of, of content that you guys are creating. And that's what I love about the show. Um, I guess, you know, how do you go about when it's a, a two-on-one type of interview? How do you go about that kind of, um, you know, question asking? How does that flow happen pre-show? And does it kind of like take shape during the show itself? Yeah. Do you, you want to take that, Jose? I'm still understanding your question. Like, you mean how, how do we like pregame for the interviews? Well, it's, it's more than a pregame, right? Like doing that prep, right? And it just from my show too, like you obviously want to be prepped for the guests. You want to be, you want to have done your research so you don't sound like an idiot, right? And 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 that's that's like my biggest fear. Like, don't you, like, I, I'll never forget. Someone told me they, like, they loved my interview. It was a great show. They're like, thank God you didn't like ask me where I went to college because like, that's something you can like easily Google, right? And like, they were like, someone who asked me, they're like, oh, like, where like where, like where'd you go to college and it's like oh like you know like you got like you can start by saying like oh i know you went to providence college and then like they'll be like oh that's kind of nice right but so doing your research but then as co-hosts right being able to be like brandon's gonna start with this question jose is gonna you know counter with this question but like that's hard to you don't want to script that so it's more yeah. of a, a game flow you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can help answer that a little bit. So like initially, like even for you, Jared, we had like questions teed up. So like season one and sure. a lot of season two, maybe like half of season two where, you know, we have questions that we come up beforehand for the guests and we try to make it like, you know, you know, straight, pretty straightforward, streamlined, not scripted, but like, you know, if we go on a tangent on one question, we go on a tangent, cool. And then we always yeah. like play and circle back. But halfway through season two, we, st- we stopped doing that because we realized like, you know, there's only so much research we can do. Like, we'll see the person's right. Instagram, we'll, you know, scour surface level Instagram stuff. And we we really want to, hold on one second. He's got a call. Really come, yo. He's got, yo, he's got the president call. The girl's calling. The girl's calling. He's, hey, she's like, where are you at? Oh, where are my lamb chops at? They, she saw your Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my bad. Well, no, what I was saying, I was like, we really want to get to know the guests. And so, yeah. like, we basically treat ourselves like the audience to an extent, even though, yeah. like, you know, we did our research. So, we, we tell them like, hey, like, you know, I always start out with the question, who are you today? Mm-hmm. And then from there, we just go right into it. Maybe we ask some questions in there and sprinkle it in. But for the most part, it's about us introducing our fan, our, you know, 20 or 30 fans to the guests. Like we want to introduce them to the creator and hopefully the, the, you know, the creator that we're interviewing can gain some, you know, fans off of that and, you know, build this, you know, community around like, you know, the culture and like what, what they do. It's, I like to call it cross-pollination. I like that. I like that a lot. It's 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 nice too because we like I said like Barbara said we, like halfway through season two we just like said like because I got some feedback and it was like they like drop the questions like, just drop the questions and just have a conversation with them make it more of an experience rather than an interview so the real related experience so that's we used to like send out like all these like things and stuff like that we're like nah like listen out one letter maybe a thank you letter or something like that and like a, or a welcome packet or something and um. And then just keep it the first question, who are you today? And then I usually wrap it up with like, you know, what's some advice you give to upcoming creatives, essentially. And that's kind of like our bread, our top layer bread and our bottom layer bread. And all everything in the middle for like an hour just becomes just like a conversation and an experience in itself. And that's kind of how it goes. But to your point, we fuck up all the time. We make (laughs) make mistakes all the time. We had uh, wonderful legendary fucking sound engineer john scott come out and we fucked up his last name and it's okay we fucked up people's names before we've we've you know it's it's remember we're doing this shit for free and we're doing this based on our time added on from our like our regular corporate career jobs you know what i mean yeah sometimes i'm not as tapped into somebody and sometimes barbara's not as tapped into somebody or sometimes we fuck up someone's name, like in the Golden Deer Productions movie, we we switched someone's South's name with fucking wide try, and like it was, it was we we're we're learning too, you know. Yeah. We we are asking you to be on the podcast because we don't know who you are, but we're interested versus everyone, like versus everyone else we see, 
and we're interested in you and we like Barbara said we just treat you like we're the audience we just want to get to know you you know what I mean yeah. and yeah, so we do yeah. a little bit of research we don't ask like where do you go to college and shit but it's more right. like 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 at least we do that service level like research and I usually will do a much delve deeper dive and shit like yeah. that I always do a deeper dive for sure um but also like I like to be surprised too when I hop in when I hop in like I want to learn something new from this person you know what I mean and be shocked and surprised like the audience is too you know what I mean so Barbara said 20 or 30 people that fucking listen or watch you know what I mean um and (laughs) that's kind of how that process kind of goes I, I love that you keep saying the 20 or 30 people that watch because I know it's definitely more. And I think what you guys, it's it's impressive that, and like to your point, Jose, earlier, like it's going to pop off soon. It's the consistency that you guys have done that blows my mind. Your Instagram is way more impressive than my podcast Instagram. And just like how how topically aligned you are with everything like this like i almost get my news from you guys at this point with your instagram stories like what's going on in boston today let me just go over to real relate real quick and just tap through their stories and and, and that's what it's slowly becoming and it's like to anyone out there that's trying to be and first of all shout out to Catherine barfay because without kb the instagram and the graphics would like that is the backbone one of the backbones of your yeah we are we are nothing without like the rest of the team you know especially her and like everyone else, you know, uh, you know, me, Fabi, um, you know, Barbara, Adrian, other Jose Blazin, you know, Brian, you know, even Jarrell, a lot of guys, you know, Captain and everybody, even all the fans out there and family that listen, like we're nothing without them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we ain't shit without them. And so when they go and buy merch, you know what I mean? When they go and they listen in, like that is what really makes it, you know? So thank you to them. That's the real relate fam, whether you're a guest or a fan or a family member, like the consistency. So anyone out there wanting like a creative that's listening to this is 15, 16 or 21 or even 35, 40, just the consistency is what's going to show people that you're not just here for like a couple of months. You're here for like a long time and you want to show an impact. And that consistency is key to be honest. Definitely. And like, that's in going back to that challenge of being consistent, like that's where it pays off. Like the consistency pays itself when, you know, like maybe you didn't want to do an episode. So you like, or or, like this has happened, you know, like you don't have a guest ready. Like you didn't like, you just don't have an interview lined up or like the last one you had that was supposed to be this week's like fell through and you got to put out a solo episode. Like that stuff happens. And like, for me, like that's been the, you know, like, at least I got an episode out, right? Like at least I get to say, like I have a collection of 60 plus awesome episodes, 59 interviews, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Like it's so sick to have that um, just like collection. And like one day, you know, when I'm 50, 65, whatever, like old and gray, like I'll be like, hey, like remember this when I was in my twenties, like this was really cool. And having these conversations with the people that I've had, didn't think that was ever going to happen. And I can see that going with real relate. And I like, I just, when you came to me and said that this was your idea, I was like, this is perfect for you. Like you, this was awesome. And the podcast has been great. The YouTube has been exceptional. The Twitch stream is awesome. And like I said, the news articles are like, just like the, the clips you guys share in your stories. Very helpful. (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's like, to be honest, like the little following that we have is like, kind of like we're, and like, to be honest, I told Barbara this the day we were, <laughs> we had a running joke at Real Related. It was like, we couldn't fucking get our video and audio synced up for a while. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. But um, I listened to something that we, we weren't going to put up a video one time or, or something like that. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I thought about something that you told us once. And it was like, no matter what, put something out because putting something out is better than never putting anything out at all. Right. Like, rather than consume something that and then get nothing at all you know what right. i mean and like yeah. that's that's kind of what i did you know i just like go oh, fuck it we're gonna put it out there now we wouldn't put trash out there you know what i mean it's got to be somewhat like you know good you know what i mean right but for the most part at least put something out there so people can like watch and do something for the for the 20 or 30 people that listen and watch because <laughs> those yo to be honest no bullshit no cat man, you don't, you don't need hundreds of fans. You don't need two, you don't even need hundreds of thousands of millions and thousands of followers of fans. You don't. What you, what we're doing right here, real, really, real relate is building our core fan base, our core group. Those are the people that are going to support you from day one to day fucking a million. You know what I mean? Like, right. 
those people that carry like Playboy Cardi and like fucking Drake and like like all these big like Uzi, like all these big artists and all these big people, Bill Gates, anybody, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, like these people have like their core fans. They have they have fans that listen to them and watch them and do watch every movie and invest in them. But those people will fucking come and go like the weather. Their core fans, no matter what happens, they're gonna fucking sell or at least per, or consume what they're what they're putting out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And those are the people that carry you from the tough days in the studio when you're like, fuck, like, I don't want to do shit. You think about those 20 to 30 people and they push you to want to be creative and put something out there. You know, even if it's my mom 20 times, my mom's still going to shit on me 20 times if it's trash. You know what I mean? So like, that's why I'm saying like, you know, you got, I know Barbara's mom's watching. I can't be putting shit out there. <laughs> Dude, when you guys had your moms on, that was awesome. That yeah. was such a great episode. That had yeah. to be top five for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was lit. I mean, that, yeah, that's one of our like, most viewed, um, that's actually one of our most viewed episodes, like, on YouTube. However, our, one of our most viewed episode on, like, our most listened to episode on Spotify, like, on the streaming platforms is, um, is actually the episode with Nancy. That's actually, well, like, that's, analytically speaking, that is our most, like, successful one. Adam Hanna is also up there. Gabby Short is up there. Um, who else is up there as well, too? um george gway was actually up there too yeah um we've had some really great uh we've had some really you uh leo dio you the first couple of ones were really big as well too um but yeah it's been absolutely like successful it's great man it does it's, it. the different analytics for different platforms are always fun to watch and like shit like that people watch that. us on youtube and don't even listen to us on streaming platforms right so, right but so obviously you have the podcast and everything that's going on with that. And Jose, you've talked about like the bigger picture for real relate. What's the next big thing for real relate? Maybe not the 15 year plan, but I'll ask for the, the, the one year plan. Yeah. Well, we're, we're a year in, so we're dope. We're bonded. We're about, we're beginning year two, which is awesome. I have our five year plan. Um, I guess the next big thing with Real Relay would be obviously we cut the internal team up a bit. We used to have like 12 people. Now we got like six. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the next step is to obviously wrap up season two. I think it'll be like December, like 12th. I think it's done. Take a little bit of a break for a bit. Begin season three, like February and have a nice short and concise and punchy season three season two was very long it was right from like june to like fucking december really long um but there's a lot of shit going on in the middle of it that we right went from zoom to in person in my apartment to me moving to an apartment in boston to then fucking getting a studio where barbara was talking about that studio and it's staples connect and the fucking government center and then like now you know, we're going to start, we're going to end of season two, go to season three, have a nice, short, concise, punchy season three. And then I'm moving to Miami and we're taking real relate to Miami for year two and beyond. And it will become a solo. Like it'll be just me because Barbara, I'll, we'll have a couple episodes where Barbara comes on. We do look more like a, maybe I'll have, I'll be live and then I'll have him on the side of Zoom, but he's going to become more of the operations guy in the background and like shit like that. Um, and that's the next thing, Real Related Miami. Um, that's, that's what's coming up. Real Relate Miami. Oh man, dude. I can't wait to buy that shirt. Oh yeah. man, dude. <laughs> you gotta uh, do one. I want, I want a giant shirt of Jose's face in his uh viva miami like just <laughs> gotta do um we gotta do uh, bar we gotta do uh when we do the merch we should do like the you know grand theft auto vice city you know how vice city is like in the neon colors and shit yeah i like it really like, late miami uh, yeah miami in the neon colors we gotta do, say, a box too. do you have this all planned out do, are you like are you for sure going to miami here like do you got a you got a place and everything yeah we got like um i have like a top 10 list of apartments i want to live i probably live in brickle it's a financial district over miami um, I'll, I'll probably live down there for a bit. And uh, I love Boston, don't get me wrong, until we started it, obviously, it's home. Right, but, right. like, I feel like, you know, Barbara can test, obviously, Barbara can test to this. You got to figure out where you like, you know what I mean? Like, where you grow, like, leave your hometown. And I, mm-hmm. so I'm taking Barbara's advice, really, and, like, applying that to my life. Heck yeah. You know, finding where I like. I love Boston, but I can't stand the um, shit closing at, like, 115, you know, the clubs and the bar. Because a lot of people say they're from Boston, they do shit from Boston, half of them are, Half of them are from fucking Newton. 
or like some shit like that, or like fucking Brighton or Brooklyn or something. But like being in Boston, it's like no, no, no disrespect to people that live in those areas, but um, like I live right in Boston, and like everything closes at like all the bars, the harp, fucking harp, and they all close at like 130. It's the same fucking music or every single fucking weekend. It's the same fucking people every single week in the bar scene. The club scene is kind of eh, you know, because I we we're really out here. Like right. go outside every single day or outside every single day, go out every single fucking weekend, like go to Celtics games, Bruins games, Red Sox games, everything. Patriots, like Foxborough, like we're in it. You know what I mean? No one can ever deny that. You know what I mean? Um, right. So that's why we're so tapped in too. But I realized that like Boston is a great like nine to five type of experience and like a lot of work hard plays kind of medium, but there are a lot of great creative people. That's why I started it in Boston. And I really want to go somewhere where it's more adjusted to my lifestyle. Like, and um, like, you know, I'm, I'm a night owl when everyone's sleeping, I'm out here working. You know what I mean? Yes, like, you are. Yes, you are. Or I'm playing up, really up, loud music in I'm McDermott. Up, I'm, up, <laughs> I'm up, I'm up to like two, three, four, five in the morning texting texting all these girls and fucking editing these videos and who knows texting your ex who knows you know what i'm saying oh bro. So like that's what i that's what i do jared's like yeah, i know that first time <laughs> he's like he's like yeah, i know some, i know a couple of girls you be texting but um that's that's how it is you know what i mean and like i need to be somewhere where there are a couple other jose's too so i can bounce ideas off of so i don't have that creator's block you mm-hmm. know what i, mean? I mm-hmm. want to fucking go to fucking mcdonald's at two o'clock in the morning with drunk and a mcflurry i can hop in a tesla and go you know what i mean you know so like that's not a problem you know what i mean so i'm trying to find somewhere like that i want to be in the club and pop bottles to you know 2500 you know we're going to puerto rico we're getting a table we spent we're dropping like 2500 on a table minimum you know what mm-hmm. i mean like pop bottles don't give a fuck you know what i mean like just enjoy your youth i see everyone out here fucking getting engaged trying to get married no disrespect running out marathons and everything like that and like that's lit and all but like i'm fat bro i didn't sign up for that shit you know what i mean and that like, was I'm a direct fat. attack i'm out here trying to i'm out here trying to have fun enjoy my 20s and shit like that and get after it granted running is fun i'm not saying that it's a joke yeah. you know what I mean? no i know all love that was fun but that like, was good like, i watched your episode your solo episode talking about your um about your experience running and shit like that so that's just, I got my advice to people in your twenties when you're trying to find who you are and shit like that. Like take your time. It's okay. You don't have to rush. I don't turn your fucking Instagram off. Who cares if Mary Beth is getting fucking engaged to Jerry? No one cares. <laughs> They're probably fucking arguing about fucking Christmas decorations in the background. No one cares. Most <laughs> relationships that you see on the front end are not what you expect in the back end. That's a fact. I was in one for three years. I feel that, you know what I mean? So like, I get it, you know, but focus on yourself and your foundation because your twenties are so important to growing who you are. And I'm not saying you can't do that with someone else. You can, but just be smart about it and really be in love with someone and be with someone because you want to be with that person and because they make you a better person, not because you're lonely and you're fucking, you don't know what to do with yourself and you want to be cuddled and you want to fucking have someone love you. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's just not going to help you grow over time. And I talk to a lot of people and that's the number one thing they tell me is like, well, I just, you know, I want someone there. I want someone to cuddle with them. Like, bitch, go to Build-A-Bear. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll give you a coupon. You know what I'm right. saying? Flowers, you know what I mean? Ten percent, ten percent off. Use the code real low. Ten percent off. Use check out. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yo, get yourself a fucking bear from on us. You already know. I'll put a heart in that thing. But like, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yo, focus on you and grow yourself. Barbara, I think we'll test it hundred percent. Hundred percent. I love that. Well, boys, this has been an absolute blast. As always, chatting with you guys is always going to be a fun experience, and you really never know where this conversation is going to go. I didn't have a lot on the on the question asking Doc, but this is exactly where I wanted this conversation to go. I do want to wrap, obviously, with the question that we ask all of our guests, and I did give you guys a little bit of the unfair advantage in giving it to you beforehand. So I'll let uh, Barbara go first here. Jose, you can go second. Or if you want to go vice versa, I don't know, Brandon, you looked a little nervous there, but if you guys, question, what was the question? <laughs> Here we go. If you guys were to write your autobiography today, what would be the title of it and why? Apple Cinema. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> Connor Hallway. 
The marathon's not over. I like that. All right, give us the why. Because I feel like in life, people try to, like, run the sprint, like, do the dash. But it's not about that. It's about consistency. And the marathon is more than 26.2 miles. It's about, you know, 80 to 100 years. So, you know, just take your time with it. Don't rush. Um, and I'm trying to learn that myself. So that's why I would write, I would write a book on that. Sometimes I, I get ahead of myself and I try to, like, over plan things and, you know, like, optimize and, you know, optimize everything in my life, whether it be like my phone plan, my finances, my, my credit score. Like I'm, I just be too hard on myself sometimes. So like the marathon's never over. Just, you know, keep, keep going at, you know, the steady rate that you're going eight to 12% a year and you'll be good. I like it. I like it. Jose, all you bro. Close this out. Yeah, man. I feel like bar, I think we had the same exact question or like thought one time. We were like, what, what, I think it was with Connor, was with the episode of Connor, with Connor Hallway and then Jack Bigelow, we were talking about this exact question. I think mine was, um, I would call it the trenches because the trenches stands for like more than just like the gutter. It stands for like the grind, the hustle, like the come up, you know what I mean? That come up story. You can come from absolutely nothing and make it out and be something from absolutely nothing. And it doesn't matter who you are and what you do, like you can make it. You just got to believe in yourself, be consistent and have fun, dude. We all got some sticks in the asses, bro. Have fun. <laughs> Beautiful answers to the question, guys. This has been an absolute blast. Keep doing amazing things over at Real Relay. I have a very good feeling this is not the last time we'll have you guys on the show. So thank you guys so much. And uh, Jose, we'll just wait for that invitation to Miami whenever you're ready. But I'll talk to you guys soon. All righty, man. So a big thank you to the boys over at Real Relate, Jose Tavares and Brandon Pyrus for coming on this week's show and sharing all about their stories, all about the come up of Real Relate. These guys keep it real. They're no filter, man. I mean, that was just a lot of fun. Didn't know where that was going to go, and it was exactly what I expected it to be, unexpected. So be sure to go check these guys out over at Real Relate on Instagram, on Twitch, on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. These guys are legit everywhere. I'm going to leave links in the description of this week's podcast so you guys can go check them out. Guys, the holidays are coming up, and I have just the gift for you. That's right. Normal Guy Lazy Eye merch is available. You can check it out in the link in the description of this week's podcast. It's also available in the bio over on our Instagram at Normal Guy Lazy Eye, where you can see clips from all your favorite interviews, some bonus content coming the way. And it's, I just want to say thank you guys so much. It's the season of being thankful. And I am so thankful for all of you listeners and keeping this show going, keeping it growing. I cannot thank you enough. This show would not be possible without all of your support. So, that does it for this week's episode. All the shameless plugs. I will see you guys after Turkey Day next Wednesday with another amazing episode. See you guys.